Welcome to a new episode of the Cartridge Club, where we discuss our game of the month with members of the Cartridge Club community. If you've played along, you can always share your own experiences in the forums at cartridgeclub.org, in our community's Discord, or across social media by using the hashtag PlayAlongWithPrime. My name is Ryan, aka it's Rocket Sauce, and because it's October, we are sticking with the tradition of playing a spooky-themed game. The game that we're playing is the NES fan-favorite Castlevania III Dracula's Curse. Joining me on the show, we have the community members Duke from Retro Nonsense, Chris Baseguy654, and first-time guest Matt Bandy. So fill up a glass of holy water, grab your whip, and settle in as we take on Dracula once again. Generally, we uh, or normally we normally just let the guest start right here. But since I have the most controversial opinion about this game, I think I'm just gonna start it off by saying like, I I want to say that this is the worst one on the NES in my opinion. And I know it's oh. a fan favorite. <laughs> I know it's a fan favorite. Uh, the fans really talk about it, which got me so excited for this game. That's the main, one of the main reasons I chose it to be a game of the month. I am a huge fan of the first game. It's one of my favorite games of all time. It's easily in my top 10. And I've been playing every year now going forward because I could never beat these as a kid. And now with, I guess, the abilities to play, you know, watch walkthroughs online, find out what's a, what I wasn't doing correctly as a kid, it's, you know, kind of made me go back and actually start learning how to play these games. Uh, Have you so, ever watched any of those world record runs on the uh, Castlevania? The oh, yeah. Castlevania? Oh, I get excited is, all the time on it watching. Is in, it's crazy. Those Castlevania blocks on, like, the uh, game's done quick. I, I yeah. can't I get so excited for those, you know? Yeah, that's wild. Mm-hmm. But, like, I, I've been trying to do at least one Castlevania game every October now. It's kind mm. of been a little goal of mine. So I've done one, two, now three, and four. So I'll probably do, like, um, the Genesis one you know, next year or, or Rondo, one of the two. But, you know, I, I always forget really... about that Genesis one. That's uh, good. Blood, I didn't know about yeah. that game. Bloodlines, yeah. I didn't know about it until, you know, probably seven years ago. If I would know about I, I it as a kid, I probably would have rented it, you know? Yeah, I never knew about that as a kid. I, I discovered that as an adult, and I, I played through it, it might have been last year, or the year before for the first time, and I, I loved it. It wasn't as good as Castlevania 4, in my opinion, but great game. Mm-hmm. But I do find it curious that you like Castlevania 1 so much, and you and you like, don't like this one? I don't understand that. You know, it, it, it does a lot of, like, nice things where... where what you want from a sequel, right? Where it adds stuff to it, where where it adds more characters. So you're not just doing whipping and I guess throwing your op- optional items. You know, I like that effect a lot. There's things it does great here too with branching paths. It makes you know replayability it has great replayability. But the thing what I would say that holds it back for me is this game's difficulty. It's it is brutal. This game's get the difficulty, and I played the easy path. Of doing this here, so uh, is that the only thing that because the gameplay is that exactly the same, like the way you move your characters and the jumping and the, the, all that's so I, closely related to the original game. That... I, I, I would say they did add some, uh, some different hazards that weren't in the first the first game, like the waterway and uh, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm, stairs. Yeah. The stair, the stairs are. Uh, 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 blocks are usually much longer than you'd see in like the first one 
Yeah, um, I, I've died on the stairs a ton in this game. A ton. It seems like they were... That was one of my biggest difficulties in this game were the stairs. I, I, I've never had so much difficulty walking up and down the stairs. Even fighting Dracula, I think I've died at least four times trying to get on the correct step walking up the stairs, basically. And that just adds to the, the frustration. Well, you, di- you died walking up to him? Just tr- just trying to walk onto the stairs. We just go straight down. No. Yeah, but they serve. Oh, I, I, I think speedrunners always joke. Speedrunners always joke about the stairs being an, an additional boss because you're trying to like, especially like, I think it was on the last lock nine, like right before the last long set of stairs. There's a knight that's like throwing axes at you, and then you go up the stairs. You go to attack him or use a sub weapon. You go, then you end up hitting the stairs. That screws you all up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I know it, what you're saying, yeah. That, 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 be- that, is, that is one thing that, yeah, that that drives me. That's my biggest complaint about this game is being close to the stairs and trying to kneel to hit somebody and you go down. That fucking drives me bonkers. <laughs> I'll say that I personally think that the difficulty is is perfect. Like, it's it's challenging, but it's the kind of challenging that I really enjoy. Overcoming a game like this, to me, is the ultimate experience in playing the Nintendo Entertainment System. It's, to me, the perfect NES game. It's a masterpiece. Um, it is challenging, but not. it wasn't like throw your controller challenging, at least not oh. for me. I'm not trying to brag. <laughs> oh, no. I, I won't say, granted, I have carpet. You have carpet, so I, I don't I don't whip and throw controller, but you know, I don't know if anyone has like their little slight frustrations, but I always just kind of just let it go from my hand and walk away, cussing an expletive here and there, basically, because, man, this game really did that, you know, and I'm sure we're going to talk about my favorite level later on here, but, you know. <laughs> I don't but, know. I found I found the difficulty. I found it perfect because mm-hmm. I like hard games. I like challenging games, and I don't like games that are unfair. And I never thought this was unfair. I thought it was challenging, and you had to learn the patterns. You had to learn the boss patterns. You had to you know rem- memorize certain areas. But I don't know. I I mean, and again, no, I I don't want you to take this as bragging, but I, I had very limited time to play this, and I beat it twice this month. Um, so for me, that tells me that it was certainly something that was, and I, again, I got frustrated and I got, uh, it was definitely hard, but not to the point where I thought it was not fun or, or unfair. But I think in, I think with any Castlevania game, you kind of have to know, I think everybody here probably knew what they were kind of getting into the, like the Belmonts are all, I guess, these big burly, like superhuman vampire hunters They're So then they, so I guess they move slow, they're stiff. And yeah, there's a rhythm to how you have to whip. So it just mm-hmm. takes, it always takes me whenever I switch over from something that's has really tight controls like a Ninja Gaiden 2 or something, and then I go to Castlevania, I have to readjust and mm-hmm. then get used to how the game platforms and how, and the whips and all the sub weapons work. So it's, it's definitely an adjustment whenever I play a Castlevania game because I don't play these very often. No, I, I I actually love the platforming in this game. I even though it's slow and stiff, I actually like that a lot about the game. What I feel as though is I feel as if it's cheap. I feel a few of the um, side enemies are cheap in this game. It mostly has to do with maybe with the level design, but it's just I don't I, I, the I, birds. I, yeah the crow yeah the crows, <laughs> the crows and brutal, <laughs> the crows and yeah. the um, flying gargoyles. I want to say they're an absolute nightmare for me. We're just oh. 
I just oh, the gar- those were on the uh, the stair climbs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a problem with them. I did have a problem with the crows oftentimes, especially in that. I think the crows have like they have different mm-hmm. patterns too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They kind of jump all over the place, and that, that really tripped me up. The yeah. demon knights kind of do that S, and then they do a wider S, and then yet another wide S. Yeah. That sine wave, and they're kind of annoying. The only way I ever got past those is I'd just sort of stop and pray that they would be in my, in the <laughs> with within the disc uh, striking distance, like when I stopped on the stairs. Yeah, a lot but, of times with those guys, I'll just I'll just don't even bother trying to whip them. I'll just either walk down the stairs or just let them avoid me completely. That was almost an easier strategy sometimes. Hey, tell them about the level where you're going up the stairs and there's the fireball shooting statues and then the goggles are flying yeah Yeah. i i I found that pattern really quick and once you once you get that pattern down you can just zip right up there without even getting hit once it's not i didn't find that that difficult my my hardest part was the water and the crows and the fishmen i think that's level nine yeah that that's yeah i'm sure we'll talk about that's yeah i know what you're talking about because i i think the very first water way which wasn't too bad was what block seven i think i think that's when they started to introduce that that, water that was lane. that was right before the double the two-headed dragon fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Ryan, did you find the levels more challenging or the bosses? Levels. Frustrated you more. Easily, okay. easily yeah. the levels. I. Yeah. Most of these probably has to deal with uh doing the cipher route because I think Cypher's is known as like the boss killer. She just yeah. she's known for just absolutely like whomping them out with some of her her abilities, even though she's the the I don't know if she's the stiffest. But she definitely doesn't have like the best jump of anything in the game. But mm-hmm. I, I actually probably towards the end of the game was playing with her more than I was with Trevor on my run. I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think her jump is exactly the same as Trevor's. I, I, w- I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's I it's think. not it's not shorter. It's about it's not bigger. But Grant's is definitely a lot. Cause, cause yeah, yeah, this is different because you can move him in the air. Yeah, you can move in the air. Because I think one nice thing about Sifo, I thought was the staff is you could act was a little. It was probably about maybe the second one of the second fastest weapon, like yeah. melee weapons. And I it's think. a different on a different plane too. Yes, you kind of up, up and down. Above you as well. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I thought that if they did have a good variety of like sub weapons and abilities, like throughout the three spirits and Trevor. So I thought that was pretty good. Although I think. I mean, honestly, I thought Alucard was probably my, probably my least favorite to use. <laughs> he was my first side, uh, second character that I used. And I never I never played through this with Grant. Where do you rank this, Stu? Because you like this a lot. Where do you rank this out of the Castlevania games you played? Where do you rank this? Okay, well, let me start with a not a funny story, but interestingly enough, this is the first time I've ever played this game. Played right. through. Which... Oddly enough, I didn't even really realize. I was an absolute Castlevania fanatic uh, back in the day when I was a kid. It was one and two. And I think what happened was, I think that the Super Nintendo came out around the same time as this game. And I'd moved on to Castlevania 4 and somehow missed this. But I remember getting this when I was game hunting as an adult. And when I got it, I was like, oh, yeah, I must. I, I played that. It's Castlevania 3. I must have played it. And then when I played, played it for... Uh, kevin's uh heart foundation charity thing the glitches in there i was like i never played this before what's going on i I thought that i had played it and so i was very very excited to play this for the first time all the way through uh, with you guys 
And it's it, again, the gameplay is so much like the first one that I felt like I had played it and I felt very comfortable with it. But I think, I mean, it blew, it blew me away. I think this game was fantastic. And I, now that I've played through it twice, it's definitely the best one on the NES, I think. And I have a lot of nostalgia for that first one. But I think it blows the first one out of the water just with the multiple paths. And it's just so tight. There's no flicker in it. It's just, it's such a polished game. And the music is just off the wall. So good. So I, I really have nothing bad to say about it. I thought, the, like I said before, that the challenge was well-balanced. The graphics are great. The music is great. I love the genre. I love platforming. I, I really can't say anything bad about it. So I, I, it's very high on my list. Now, whether or not it, it can be Castlevania IV, it, it, I haven't really thought about too much yet. It's right there with it, though. Castlevania IV is probably a little bit better, I think, just because it's, it's Castlevania IV. It's so good. But this one is right there with it for me. Have you played symphony of the night yet by chance oh yes love it is is that the main reason why you went with alucard for, on your first run no no i just kind of was I, I didn't know how the paths like where to go i never i didn't look up anything online or, or how to do this or i just kind of happened to go a certain path and then i found alucard so that's just happened to be the first person that i used so no that is not why but um i did play symphony of the night um played through it a couple of years ago and i absolutely love that game too cool yeah well, I guess one more general Castlevania question for you, Duke, because you're a fan. Was four the first one you've beaten, or was that like the first one you really played in the series, and then you went back, or because I'm just figuring, asking generally. Oh what... no, no, I played, I played and beat one and two as a kid multiple times. I probably beat Castlevania one 15 times. So I, I, I am a huge fan of that game, and I, I beat it multiple times as a kid and throughout my life, almost like an annual thing. And Castlevania two, I've beaten that multiple times as well um and then castlevania 4 i beat that back when i was a teenager and multiple times since so i've played them all and played them played through them all multiple times chris what's your opinion about this game i liked it i think i liked it more than castlevania 1 and i'm probably the weirdo that likes cv2 the most out of all the nes ones so hey man i'm not gonna knock you i i like cv2 better (laughs) than this game so (laughs) Don't, but, don't don't let that shame you here. But I think I did like all the variety of the bosses and all the weapons and stuff. It it did get frustrating at times, but I guess frust- I think the only time I got truly frustrated was when I played through with Sypha. Like, basically, tried to kill Drac with Sypha, and that was a mistake. I should have just gone with Trevor and took forever to kill Drac with Sypha. But, um, yeah, I I liked all the the variety of platforms like with the the, the sort of that seesaw and the uh, pendulums the swinging pendulums and the music was great but there are a couple of, when i did the alucard route i really d- just despised that falling block section where you had to tr- transform into a bat and basically if you died once you if you hit and in uh, that section you're screwed because then you're only left with like five hearts at the beginning of the stage to fly yeah. up that and part is brutal and you can't you can't do it, and then you have to go through it with Trevor and just wait for the the blocks to fall down, and, t- and it eats up like a minute or two. But yeah, I, th- I think it's probably my second favorite on the, the of the NES ones. Duke said this was his first time playing. Was this your first time playing it, or how many times have you played it before in the past? I think I bought it a year or two ago. I didn't beat it. I think I got to level nine and then just sort of threw my hands up when I got to block nine. And then I came back for this and sort of did some more research and 
sort of paid a little more attention to the patterns, I think, on those stairs um, and the waterway. So I think... And then I beat it with all four. I got all four endings this time around. So I, I was a witness for a couple of them. Are you a fan of the ser- the franchise? I mean, you said you played one and two, but like explored the other ones, like four, Symphony, or any of the I, DS ones, or I have 64. A, I have a Castlevania 64. I've heard I've heard not great things about that one. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> it's um, and I have. I can't remember. I have one of the DS games, and I have Bloodlines, and I have CV4, but I'm, I'm probably going to play through those in the next, like, probably year or so. And oh. I've bought Symphony of the Night at the this last PRG, so I'll probably try that one out soon. Cool. So, Matt, what are you, what's your opinion about this game? I know you're a fan of the franchise. Yeah, so Castlevania is a franchise, actually my, my favorite all-time video game franchise. And um, this game especially is very, very nostalgic for me. Probably the most nostalgic Castlevania game outside of maybe the the first Castlevania. I played Castlevania 3 a ton as a kid. And uh, one of the strongest memories from my childhood that I have is I was probably around, you know, 10, 11 years old playing this at my cousin's house and just staying up as late as we could trying to finish the game and making it to Alucard's boss fight and thinking that we were fighting Dracula but we were actually you know fighting Alucard and thinking we were getting ready to beat the game and then you know discovering that it was that was Alucard but yeah um, this game is very near and dear to me and I finally, I, I played it a ton uh, as a kid and into my adulthood, but never finished the game. And why I didn't, I don't know. Um, but until it was like a few months ago, I decided to start going back and actually finishing a bunch of games that I played a ton, but never finished. And this was on the top of my list. And yeah, I beat it just a couple months ago actually even before i knew the uh the podcast uh, was coming and that we were playing this game for the month but uh yeah i i i love this game it's uh probably my second favorite castlevania game um out of the entire franchise so best on the nes for you uh i i, I still uh, the, the very first castlevania is my favorite that's my favorite favorite sure. and this will be this will be number two but I, I almost kind of think of this as almost more of a, even though it's technically a, a prequel, more of a sequel to the original mm-hmm. um, original game than 2 was. And I, I, I like 2. I enjoy 2 as well. But I, I didn't have that game as a kid. I had a friend who had it, and I played it a little bit. And aesthetically, I think that game is awesome with yeah. the, you know, the, the flame whip yeah. and the, the different whips you can get and the, the music in that one is, is awesome too. It's the first time we heard the Vampire Killer song and or, I'm sorry, Bloody Tears song and, but yeah, I just, I, I love this series. Yeah, yeah I was going to say that this is actually at least according to the manual, it's what, 100 years before, they says yeah. it's 100 years before Simon Belmont's birth, so it's yeah. definitely a prequel to the first one, the first two. Yep. I'm, I'm I think the, that this is my this is my favorite franchise NES franchise of all time as well. And I'm curious, Ryan, you said you like Castlevania two. I have a lot of nostalgia for Castlevania two, and I like that game a lot. But it's far superior to me as far as just 
the gameplay and the quality of the game. So is it only because Castlevania Three is too hard that you find that you like Castlevania Two better? I, I will say that I felt that this game was the cheapest. I felt there's a lot of cheap enemies with the crows and cheap placements of the patterns of the games, you know, of the enemies. That yeah, I would say the difficulty really affected my enjoyment of this mm-hmm. game. Where I felt if it was just a little bit easier, because even Castlevania One is difficult, but I don't think it's unfair. You know, this one I felt there's a couple moments where it's really unfair and really, I'll, I'll say it wasn't so bad until I probably reached level seven is where I started noticing an uh, increased spike in the difficulty. But level nine is really what dampened my feel of this game, where I, I think I was still enjoying the game a lot until level nine came around. And then after that, I really, it put a sour taste in my mouth this, that, in this well, game. What was it about level nine? Was there one spot in particular, or was it the that entire level? The that, entire level. Uh, the entire level, really? Okay. It, it was because uh, it starts you off with the hunchbacks. You yeah. Know, and that part isn't so bad, but then it gets to the next part with the spikes, and that part isn't so bad, you know. But then it gets to the level where it is the flying gargoyles <laughs> with the statues uh, with the shoot the fire at you, and it's really hard to to pattern it. I couldn't find any really good, you know, transitional uh, pattern of going about it. And the best way I could do it was using Sypha with her short, I guess, was was it a, a sword? or her It's cane? like a wand. It's yeah. Like, it's kind of like a staff. Yeah. I think it's a staff. Yeah. I, I found that because if you die, then, like, if I started off, I will say I made it pretty far after beating the level 8 boss, uh, which was death. I found, because I had her blue orb lightning ball... I found that helped a lot through that level. And then when I died, I, I made it pretty. I made it to the level, the the two sections above that, where which is the rising up part, where mm-hmm. it's um, it's not like a slowly rising. It's like um, I don't know if the ground's falling kind of thing, where it goes doom. You know, like yeah, you have to yeah, keep yeah, going up yeah, and up. Yeah, yeah. And then after not having the orb, I was like effed. You know, I, I couldn't find any good power-ups where I would, thought would help me. It, it, it made it really difficult without having a pow- any power-ups to get to that part. Like, if you see any speedrunners that they have, they know exactly what drops what. Or they get, you know, and it really, try, trying to figure it out yourself and trying to find all these things. Like, I eventually would, if I could make to that part, I know I could get to, um, how, you, you, you develop your patterns here, but with only two lives and so few checkpoints in that level, it makes it even worse. Like I, the way I overcame level nine was the U S release has a help me code, which mm. gives you like nine lives. Nine nine lives, lives. Yes. So, lives, yeah. <laughs> so, so I, I, I typed in, I went to game facts. I found a help me code for the cypher route and I just practiced that level. And I seriously put in like three hours into that level, maybe even more, just trying to learn the level. Just because I, I, I get to one area, and the thing, the thing that stinks is when you get to a new area, for me, uh, I get to a new area, and then I die, and I run out of lives, and then I have to start back with two lives at the beginning, and then work my way back up, and then it, it's really hard to learn the level when you keep dying, you know? So that, mm-hmm. that helped me code really did help, because I could actually learn how to get past the, the mermen, or the fishmen, and the crows on that water level, and then then I had to worry about you know the um, the Medusa heads. And then after the point where I figured out I could probably get to that part, I went back and I put in my name, 
And by proving it, if you go into um, my Twitter page for the kill screen, if you beat the game, it says whatever name you put in underneath Trevor's name. Yeah. So it'll say it says sauce under the the, the kill screen mm-hmm. for the picture. So so I did go back and then I used my name. And after that, it, like I said, it, I I had level memorized because like even learning doppelganger's attack was was tricky for a minute there too. And you, yeah. you hear all these other strategies where people saying you can lock it in with uh, holy water and. I couldn't like I, I had a triple holy water and just walked right through it. It was, like it didn't affect it at all. So or, or like people are like just use the axe and I I, I just couldn't. I and eventually found out like the way with Sypha and using the select button to get Doppelganger to fall uh, below, and eventually just kept using the lightning orbs to destroy Doppelganger. But it was like like it was a giant three hour process for me, and. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever had any frustration like that before. This might be like <laughs> the most difficult NES game I've beaten so far, and I've I've beat some I've beat some tough ones, but this one might be one of the toughest ones I've beaten. So didn't it feel good once you beat it? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I was. <laughs> uh, I was just like, make sure. I think I made sure I I I did the give me the password right away when I died on Dracula's level because I think I had like one life left. So I, I was like, I don't miss. Give me the password so I make sure. Take my snapshot of it real quick so I didn't lose my progress. That 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 was a great thing about this game is the password system. I think yeah. the second one has the first one doesn't. The first one is has just has the limited continues, but it's not nearly as long of a game as this one. Like there's some levels in this game that are pretty long, but thank God for the password system in this game. So yeah, that, this block nine is definitely the I think the hardest part of the game mm-hmm. for me. My my first playthrough where i finished the game i played through with saifa and i didn't have trouble with level nine until you got to that waterway after the um uh after the green section where you're where it's like scrolling and that part was so brutal because of the the crows and that was the most frustrating part of the entire game for me when i played with saifa is just going through that section because you go you go through the left and you got to go up the stairs and mm. right again and on top of the crows and the merman then you get in medusa heads coming in too and then those um the like the stacked skull heads that take so many hits to kill and i also had a lot of trouble with the doppelganger fight and I pretty much told myself, like, I needed to have full health to make it through that fight. So it was so frustrating when I would try to go through that waterway and just take one hit or two hits. And it just, like, it wiped my energy almost to, like, nothing. And so frustrating to me. You know, I love this game. But I take a hit. I take a hit from a crow, and it takes away four damage. I mean, that is brutal. Yeah. And so I had a lot of trouble with that part. And with the doppelganger fight there with sci-fi i finally ended up beating that doppelganger using her and the uh the fire her flame that that pretty much wiped it out pretty quick but on my second playthrough for the podcast i played through with grant's path and using grant at that section i you can avoid that entire waterway completely you can climb up on the on the stones and just skip it and uh, it was it was amazing because I didn't have to play through that. And that's pretty much what I used Grant for 
in the entire game. I would use him for some of the more trickier platforming spots because he was definitely more agile than any of the other characters. And his ability to climb and hang on to walls, you can skip entire sections of some of the levels where you can come up and over instead of either going down and playing through a whole other uh, set of screens. And him using on that waterway made it simple. And then even with the, the doppelganger fight, it was a breeze with him. All I did was crouched and and um, used his his knife to finish off the doppelganger. It was it was simple. I don't know if that that is a strategy. If I just got lucky and um, but I, I didn't take any damage from the the doppelganger fight with him. Wow. It, it was it was simple. I think you're right though. I think there is like I think Grant is like has the best chance against doppelganger. You're going straight up against him. Like if you try yeah. to fight him straight up. Yeah, because his 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 attacks are quick. And yeah, that's pretty much the only only boss fight I used Grant for was, and, and a little bit on Dracula too when we get there. But he was the only because uh, his weapon is so so short short ranged, and you know he has limited um, secondary weapons too. But I pretty much used Grant only for uh, the uh, the platforming and uh, some like uh, getting through the levels. Most of the other time, I was always always using Trevor because I thought. I kind of thought Trevor, um, if you watch any of the speedruns of it, he, a lot of the bosses are kind of trivialized with uh, holy water, if you know exactly how to mm-hmm. pin them in, pl- in place and stunlock them, yeah. include, including the uh, doppelganger. If you can if you can get him, like, right as he's, as he's um, sort of, I don't know, appearing, and, like, right in that corner, that bottom left corner, you can kind of just stunlock him in place and just keep chucking holy water if you can time it right but the problem is like ryan said like you have to like if you die you have to start the whole level over and i think the only holy water in there is like is in that auto scroller on the right side which you have to kind of race to get to if you're using trevor so or you have to switch to grant or or um, alucard and sort of squeeze into a couple of blocks just to get to it to that holy water so it's definitely that waterway is basically what can make or break your level nine, I guess, your block nine run. Yeah, if you're using Grant there too, you can. He's easier to navigate that level. And there's also a one up, to where you can break a brick and get that one up uh, every time if you, you know, go back through that. So you can kind of keep cycling through that without mm-hmm. losing uh, all of your lives. I didn't know about the one up. Yeah, it's um, about halfway up the. Uh, that stage and uh, a block to the right, you can break it. Cause it I, I beat the uh, doppelganger both times with Simon. I didn't use the side characters to beat, mm. to beat him. I had Simon and the double shot boomerang. Okay. And, uh, that was uh, pretty helpful, but I, I, I agree. I think that waterway for me was my biggest challenge. Um, Cause you want, like you said, you wanted to have a good amount of health once you got the doppelganger. And it got real frustrating. It got hit twice, and it was like, forget it. This is yeah. to start over at this point. That was so, that, that, so that frustrating. Was my hardest challenge, I think, in the whole game was that one little section. Yeah. Uh, I did find out, however, after I played through it both times, because I was watching some videos to kind of prepare for the podcast here. And I didn't realize this, but if you have Sypha, you can freeze the water. You can freeze the water, yeah. I didn't know yeah. that. I saw somebody do that on a playthrough. I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, because yeah. Sypha's uh, ice... Like, I think her freeze spell bit, you can also freeze an enemy in place and then sort of walk up to them and bash them with, a, with her her staff mm-hmm, and they break, mm-hmm, yeah. they break it a million pieces. 
you can also jump on top of the frozen enemies too. They use it to get as like a little shortcut to jump to like an elevated level. But that's, you have to be really quick with that because that the ice doesn't last that long. Believe me, I, I tried. I think it worked. I think it worked one time for me where I felt like a speedrunner for a second there. But, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I was gonna say that um, that glitch town. I think Duke was showing off in uh, uh, Buried on Mars's uh, yeah. charity stream. You can actually use that to skip. I think if you're I think I saw was watching JC one of these speedrunners. He was he went from block six to I think basically the keep right outside of Direct's keep by using that glitch glitch <laughs> town. Do you have to do it? Has That's funny. somebody actually did a bunch of research and figure out if you do certain inputs and like certain glitch screens, you can skip like to wow. almost the end of the game. That's funny. With uh with these characters though, like. You guys, uh, I only beat it with one character. You know, I mean, I should say, you know, one pair with this Trevor Saifa route I had. But you can beat the game just by Trevor himself. You can beat it with Trevor and Allegard and um, <laughs> Trevor and Grant. Well, did you have a preferred route playing this game? Like, if you were going to play this again, you say, this is the way I, I enjoy this most. I'm going to play this the most. Or are you just more open to, like, exploring, playing this all varieties? Uh, Chris, I know, I know you beat all versions of this game because I saw most of them. Chris, what was your, I guess, favorite route of playing this game? I guess just Trevor only, honestly, because I thought that I didn't like, I thought it was, you kind of end up um, almost handicapping yourself to some degree by just, by leaning too much on the other spirits, I thought. And then I think if you're just sticking with Trevor, which is, he's sort of moves kind of like, like, I guess I just am so used to how the Belmonts usually, like their movements or platforming styles and sub weapons. Um, so, I think I prefer just using one character. Cause, but I think the second, the second, probably favorite would probably be Sypha and Trevor. I did like some of Sypha's uh, spells, especially the uh, lightning bolt. That it was almost like a heat-seeking spell, and it was mm-hmm. useful on death, death, both death forms. Yeah, uh, death was kind of a joke because if you play a cipher, she she basically breaks him, uh, which is great. What, what did you? I didn't know that because I I used the uh, Trevor for that that boss fight. What 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 would you use with cipher to beat the the orbs or the yeah, yeah the blue orbs? The, there's there's mm-hmm. a couple drops because uh, you know the walk there's the, the bridge that's falling apart over one of the first candle drops is an orb blue orb mm. it's might not be the first one it might be a few blocks in but if you get that then there's just you're gonna get a ton of hearts skip the red flame get the blue orb jump over that red flame attack that she has and then his first phase where it's just the grim reaper with all the sickles flying in the air just you go to the top block and use to shoot the orbs you don't even have to worry about moving because the orbs will take out like every single one of the um flying sickles and then they'll just start going after him and then the second phase basically is just just keep yeah. going back and forth left and right and shooting the orbs because you don't need you don't have to worry about anything you just let the orbs do it all the work for you so yeah. that's funny because i that was one of the first that was the first boss fight that i had trouble with using trevor and um i, I think i ended up beating um uh, his first form by using getting the double shot for the the cross and using that to finish him off and then realizing like what there's another form and um i had i had trouble with that not knowing the strategy to get 
to get yourself basically to the right of of the skull. And once I figured that out, it was it was a breeze to to finish off that that um, form. But yeah, I, I didn't know that with Sypha, and uh, I pretty much use, I used her with in quite a few of the boss fights using the flame because that thing was was super powerful. It was kind of hard to hit sometimes, but if you hit with it, it did a ton of damage. And that's what I used to finish uh, Dracula off. I used that. I used her exclusively on the Dracula fight. I didn't use Trevor at all on the Dracula fight. I just, just used Sypha and pretty much the um, the fire because it, it, it blew, blew through them quick. Yeah, I found, though, that if you need a couple of uh, tries to beat him, uh, with when you have Sypha, you don't have a lot of hearts. So mm-hmm. I had to use a combination of Trevor. Like I use Trevor exclusively when his Dracula second form, because that's easy, that face melting thing. Yeah. To save hearts. And then when I got to the platforming beast, you know, I ended up using Sypha again because See. her flame was good to use for the, yep. the distance See, dude, and for the power. Dude, what you didn't do was keep going back up and down the stairs and reloading the hearts. I didn't, yeah. And that's how you get, that's I, how you get I, your triple triple shot. Triple you, shot, yeah. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah, that's another thing I discovered after I played it on a video. I was like, oh, I didn't know you could do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I did that on my my second playthrough with with Grant. I used Trevor only for for that uh, Dracula fight, and I used the axe and got the triple shot with the with the axe, mm-hmm. yeah. and used the axe for his his final form and for the. Uh, like the multiple bleeding face mm-hmm. that the the triple shot with the axes went through that pretty quick. Matt, what was your uh, preferred raw characters if you're going to play this again? The the cipher route. Cipher route. And Duke, yeah. what about and yourself? I I agree. It was cipher. Like the cipher route. Yeah, I like the music yeah. in it. I like that ship level. It was just a fun level. Yeah, this, this that, I'm glad you said that, dude, because that ship level is probably one of my favorite levels of the game just because it's so different than any other of the mm-hmm. castlevania games especially in the classic series because i mean it's more of a uh, it doesn't have that that gothic feel that the game typically typically has it's something a little different yeah, it's a very similar that's pretty level cool in um in ghosts or ghouls and ghosts super ghouls and ghosts there's a similar oh, yeah. level it reminds yep. me of that when i first yeah. stumbled upon it like oh this reminds me of that level on ghouls and ghosts on super nintendo yeah. When you play as Grant, does that boat level still come into effect? Because there's like six, so there's like yeah. 16 levels in this game, uh, yeah. which they, you know, you've been hearing Chris talk about calling them blocks. That's what it's referred to in this game. They call them blocks. I, I prefer levels, but uh, still, like I was gonna say, because cause Grant's a pirate, right? So I was say, if anything, it's like a ghost ship. It's mm-hmm. essentially is what it is, and I think that's a great feel of, of Grant hits that run. I know I've seen it on the the cipher route, but uh, to me, it makes sense for for Grant basically that 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 boat level's there. Yeah. So I think you can go either after you get Grant, you can either go to the upper like the levels that are above ground or the ones that are below ground. So I think you can kind of do Alucard's route or Cypher's route with Grant, which, like I said, Grant uh, Grant's kind of miserable to use for Alucard because they it sort of expect you to fly through. A couple of stages, and I kind now, of found it. Funny good. story. I didn't know that Alucard could turn into a bat until <laughs> I was at Dracula. I what? Actually, yeah. Well, no, it was um, yeah. I, I was uh, 
you know, the pendulums where right before Dracula, I yeah. accidentally somehow turned into a bat. I was like, what? I didn't even know. <laughs> so That's I was funny. like, oh, this is great. So I just flew across to where the pendulums were and went right to the stairwell. But I had I had no idea. I had no idea. I guess you push down and like both buttons or something like that. Down, down A, I think. Okay. Yeah, so I yeah, discovered yeah. that well into the game at the end of the game. <laughs> so That's funny. I never used the bat at all until Dracula level. I d- yeah. I I did find it pretty cool that she'd actually fight like Alucard, Grant or us. And well, I don't Cypha you don't fight, but you fight the Cyclops to get to get Cypha because mm-hmm. she's sort of been imprisoned imprisoned yeah. by, mm-hmm. by She's him. Froze, frozen by a sight or something like that. Uh, according yeah. to the according to the game's wiki, she lost her battle against the Cyclops. And then but, I think they, they actually introduce Sif as a he, and then you don't find it as a she until like, yes. the end. I thought that was yeah, a that's typo. the big reveal. <laughs> yeah, cause, well, I th- I think that was on purpose, right? Because she it's spelled differently too. It's F S Y F A, and then I think in the credits it's spelled S Y P H A, right? I think. I'm not sure. I didn't notice that. S Y P H A. Yeah. I did, however, notice, though, if I'm not mistaken, Grant Dynasty was spelled differently in the credits. It was D-U. Dynasty or something like that? Yeah. I think, oh, it's really? D-A. I think it's D-A everywhere else. Yeah. I think there was a slight misspelling in the credits. But maybe maybe I just, it was very kind of like, you know, cursive writing. So maybe it was just, but it looked like it was a D-U. I always thought I was mispronouncing his name as a kid. I was like, there's no way his name could be Dynasty. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I think the Alcar's route is definitely out of the three. That's the hardest. Like going to Dracula's castle from the very bottom part and working your way up. That's that's the hardest uh, that was route the first of the game for sure. Game. Yeah, it's tough. It's, know, a, it's, it's a lot easier. longer that way too. It's a lot yeah. longer. Yeah. It did seem easier the second time with Saifa for, for me. Yeah, those those her route and Grant's route can be pretty pretty quick to get to yeah. the I know you can you can only have two characters at a time, but you can apparently switch off them in these routes. I didn't see any ability to switch off during the Cypher route, but I imagine the Grant route you can switch off and hit Alucard. I just didn't I didn't play that round, so you know, is there any way? Did you see it like you hit the level where you would get Alucard and you could switch off? Yeah, you can. Yeah, be, yeah. It'll say. Yeah. It'll say, "Do you want me to join you?" And then I think it basically that you tell. Grant to hit the road, and then you get Galicard. Beat it. Yeah. So. <laughs> Did you guys have any other, like, bosses that you really like or remembered? I, I mean, one that sticks out for me was Frankenstein. And it's because of the blocks. Oh, I, I just remember because of the first game. Like, I had my strategy down for the first game, which was, like, I know it's called boomerangs, but I always refer to them as crosses because I, I like the idea of, like, the, the thought of, like, religion fighting off, you know, Dracula. I always, uh, you know, so to me, it's the cross. You're throwing crosses, even though it comes back to you. It's a boomerang. But I didn't have that ability this time. I think I used Flame from, from Cypha to really take him out. But you have to watch out for the falling blocks coming from the sky, from the sky which kind of threw me off uh, a little bit. But I still, because um, he's in, I want to say he's in six. But, yeah, it's he's one of the more memorable ones. I, I didn't care for... Having to fight the same bosses over again. I know this game's a little bit longer, like, but I didn't like having to do bosses where it's like, okay, you got to do the mummies and the cyclops, and yeah. then you do it again, and then you got to do um, what's this? What's the, the gargoyle demon? thing? Yeah, it's yeah. A gar- red gargoyle. Yeah. 
I mean, other than that, I, I enjoy that. I just don't, I guess, like things being reused, I guess, as for boss fights. And it happens a few times on the Cypher Rod. Because the, oh, the, yeah, the evil flame with the three coffins, that was, it was interesting. But yeah, I kind of not a giant fan of, uh, of boss rushes, mm-hmm. like that mummy cyclops gargoyle. But I think I like the death uh, fight. I thought that was kind of interesting, just kind of. I, I kind of just like the aesthetic of the sprites. The you had to fight the the Grim Reaper, and then you had to fight this giant. I, I guess he was the Grim Reaper skull. skull. It's just yeah. this giant skull that's just chasing all over this all over the screen. Yeah, that was a that was a surprise for me in the first. I think I mentioned that earlier because you know I don't think in any other games death has two forms, so that was. Wow. That was a shock. Yeah, was I was like, oh no, too. he's got to, yeah. Because, you know, Dracula yeah. I was like, always what? has multiple. Yeah. Yep. Uh, for me, um, I'd say my most troublesome boss was probably actually one of the earlier bosses, the Bone Dragon. That thing, yeah, that was to tough. Fight it twice. I really got frustrated with that one because you beat it like halfway and you're on those little platforms and he knocks you off pretty easily. Yeah, there's a lot off. of knockback for that one. And then you got to fight him again and it's like by the time you get to him the second time, it's like he's taking many hits and you only have a couple of, I only had a couple of bars left. You know, each time I tried to fight that second time, that was pretty tough. So that one gave me a lot of fit. I thought all the other bosses were fairly, you know, I don't want to say easy, but they weren't like crazy hard. And I probably liked fighting Dracula the best. He was probably my favorite boss because I mm-hmm. thought the the patterns were fun, and he wasn't that challenging, and it was just kind of fun fun to beat him. So I, he was probably my favorite boss to beat actually, it was because uh, I didn't think he was that hard. Yeah, let, let's talk about Dracula right now because you know what? I will agree with you that after level nine, it almost seemed like Dracula. I don't want to say it was a breeze. It it I, I died at least twice where I got the the final hit on him but a beam came out of his hand and still killed me. So it, it took oh. me a, it took me it took me a few tries. Yeah. Uh but but with Cypha, I had a a pretty good strategy that I I picked up from a speed run that worked really well with Cypha with her her flame attack where you just walk up to him before he does his third flame where he shoots you he, he, he shoots a flame between you stand in the middle of these, you know, two flames mm-hmm. that he shoots up from the ground. Uh and basically you can keep doing flame uh, and then hit with the cane flame, you know, so you can keep going back and forth, back and forth, not needing to jump. And that'll take him out instantly with like a few hits. And then you just move to the left of him when he goes to his second form, which is the multiple faces. And then just keep doing jump and flame, jump and flame. But then the third form, I, I took some advice from Chris. And he told me, uh, use the, the axe, go to the side and use the axe. So I got the triple for the axe because uh, the axe is, I think, right before the stairs leading to the swinging of a pendulum room pendulum yeah yeah so that that was a little tough too that run before um getting to the 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 pendulums too until i figured out because i would always take hits going up those stairs by that the the skeleton throwing the the bones bones every single time but i eventually found out that if you walk all the way to the left it it switches his pattern to where you can You'll go back, kill the red skeleton, and then walk up the stairs, and he's on a different side of the stairs, so you don't have to worry about taking hits. Because I would, that would, before I got a good strategy down with Dracula, I, you know, I pretty much had to get there with full health 
and I would always take hits in that in that part. But until I figured that that see, out. See, there's a health drop right before that in the wall. There's a right a fork yep. chop in the wall. But the thing is, it, that spider that keeps regenerating always gets a hit on me. It always yeah. it always would get like you know, and it does like four or five damage on you. Yep. And it always it always gets me no matter what. I can never plan it prop, uh, perfectly either. So, so I almost always came into the Dracula fight taking a little bit of damage. But yeah. yeah, that that room right there was always a little pain in the side for me. Yep. But uh, like yeah, I said, and then I would just basically stand on the side because he at that third form, there's blocks coming up from the ground, and he's shooting a laser beam at you from his fingers. But um, yeah, the coward easy way to do it is basically just to have that triple, keep going, taking your time, being patient, go to go to the left when that um laser beam comes out, and then go back and then jump and throw throw the axes in him in the head, and then game over but yeah like compared to the first castlevania i thought this uh dracula fight was much easier even though it's a longer fight but i i really did enjoy the dracula fight in this game a lot yeah i'd say for strategy with dracula i is just being patient and sometimes for me that's hard to do especially like on the final boss and you know the music is is intense and um you got multiple forms but it, it just being patient and taking your time with those fights it uh, it's uh, you know you'll get through it i think one thing you could do and i was told by one of my friends is like those beams are too long they kind of are too long to jump over but i think if you use the momentum from the platforms which i never did but if if you're going the same direction as those platforms you get a boost of speed you can make it over those over those. Yeah, I noticed that if you jump straight up, you can't you can't jump over them. But if you're jumping at a you know angle over to the side, you can make it over the beams. Yeah, hey, I, found, the... I found the um, the patterns very easy um, the first two f- forms. But then yeah, the I had the biggest challenge with the third form and the platforms. I, I had before. to sort of juke the uh, those laser beams. Like I would sort of go to the edge of a platform. And then wait for the beam to start coming, then run yeah. back. Yeah, you you can kind of um, direct where he's shooting those a little bit. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah, I noticed that too. I wanted to ask you guys too. If have you ever seen anyone beat Dracula using Grant only? Never. I haven't. No. Yeah, they're, I I, ne- I never even thought about that until now. There um, there runs before, there are there's a speed run category of it, but yeah, it's not easy. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I mean that knife not. is so short. I wouldn't I don't even know how you how you would do that. Yeah. I I can't especially remember. with with no sub weapons or. Are are most of the uh, most of those runs through the Japanese version though? Because Chris, because like one thing. I mean, we'll talk about this here shortly, or maybe we can talk about it here now. The difference between the American and the Japanese versions of this game, the North American version, I should say, because in that version, Grant throws his dagger. It's not it's not just yeah. a stab motion. He throws the dagger in that version. And I was gonna say too, one thing. Uh, there's a few differences in that game. Like, there's a lot more checkpoints. Like when when I think of Castlevania three, like now after playing it. It, it, it's almost more tempting, not just because of the music, because there's a special music chip put in to that version, which makes the music uh, more liked from, from what I hear, basically. I, I, like I said, I only played the North American version. I can't swear by the music listening through the Japanese version here. But because there's additional music chip, so there's more... It's a, it's a it's like a heavier bass sound. Mm-hmm. Actually, I actually own the, the soundtrack to this game, and um, 
it's it's noticeably different it's 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 cool i mean i love both versions um but uh yeah it's uh it's neat it's a, a fuller kind of uh bassier sound almost so grant has two sub weapons he has the dagger and the axe so mm-hmm. i think in the speed run for the grant only for to kill dracula you're just pelting him with you get a crap ton of hearts and you just start hammering him with axes with the axe yeah yeah you know? I was gonna say though, like I, if you look up a most most of the walkthroughs online are, are mostly the Japanese version, and it's kind of like it's a, kind of a crock if you ask me, because uh, like you you'll see start seeing stuff like oh you can beat Frankenstein with one hit with Sypha with their lightning orb, but that's the Japanese version because mm. the the bosses you know, you deliver more damage in that version as opposed to um, the American version in that game. There's more checkpoints in that game. Like, if you lose to Dracula, you go back to the halfway point of that level. In the Japanese version, you start right outside of uh, Dracula's fight like you do in the first Castlevania game. Chris, you were telling me there's, like, a rental store conspiracy on this, right? Oh, that's what people always said about some of this. Like, real, they made uh, American games much harder to have a lot more replayability because people were <laughs> renting them all the time. Because there are people are renting a game that could beat in like a day or like a weekend that's funny but I, who knows if that's true i've never heard that before that's interesting and according to some other gameplay changes too apparently dracula's laser beam isn't as long like is in the japanese version it's shorter than it is in the american version so they made things just a little bit more challenging for the u.s version i guess so like to me like maybe replaying this game i would probably maybe try I have an EverDrive, so I can always play the Japanese version, but I, I had to at least be, say I beat the American version once, so I'm, I'm glad I did it, but uh, it was definitely a, a challenging game. So. I was going to yeah. say, so, with, with how much challenge you had, I, I'm, I'm, it's kudos for beating it, Brian. That's, mm-hmm. that's impressive that you had that much you know, difficulty with it, and you stuck with it and beat it. That's that's great. But it's a great feeling, too, because it's, yeah, like you said, it's, so, it's a hard game, and uh, yeah, it's great. Uh, I do want to play it again. I do really want to play it again, but I probably will lean into the Japanese version maybe next time. And I'll it, say, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, it's, it, it, I, re, I really do love the different character aspect of the game. I, th- I think that's really a neat aspect of the game, but so, I, that does make me want to play it as all the different characters. But yeah. well, This was one of the first times, definitely my first time in, in Cartridge Club history, but maybe the first time ever where right after I beat a game, like this that i wanted to play it again usually when i beat a game i move on to another one and i'm i'm you know i'm exhausted of it but i was like i want to play that again and i was so happy that there was branching paths of different characters so that was uh, it tells a lot to me how much i enjoyed playing it how how tight i think the gameplay was i was just so enjoyable that i went right back into it and played it right again which is very uncommon for me so do you guys have any favorite tracks? Because this game's known for its soundtrack. I know, uh, Matt, you were talking you have the soundtrack for this game, right? Yeah, I bought the record uh, a few years ago. There was a, a company called Mondo, where if you ever if if watch um, Happy Console Gamer, he buys a lot of that company's uh, records, and they do a lot of um, vinyl-only releases for video game soundtracks. And uh, yeah, I bought, the rec- I bought the record for this and... Uh, for the Super Castlevania, because you know, like I said earlier, this is in my my favorite all-time series, and I'm a big music guy, and um, the music for three especially is 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 awesome. And the the record, the vinyl version has um, 
both the American or North American version and the uh, the Japanese version of the game. And um, but some of my favorite tracks, I love the prelude, the opening of the game. Yeah. You put the yeah. game in, and it has that um, you know the film reel, and it's it's just a very epic sounding uh, intro. So I love that um, right off the bat. And uh, there's another track called Mad Forest. Uh, I'm not sure which, um, uh, what block or route that was in, but that's another good one. And probably my favorite uh, uh, track is called Aquarius. another one that's very uh it just kind of gets you pumped up so yeah the uh yeah the soundtrack to this is is great i i think the soundtrack in this game as a whole is just masterful and definitely a highlight of the game and like matt i really like the prelude uh, the opening up the opening of the game and even the the music when you're typing in your your name and your code and everything is really cool with that laugh that they yeah, play it's really yeah it's really just really cool um and i just before the podcast i was breezing through i don't know what i think level five like the first screen or the first level or two when you get cypher i think it's called rising There's a track called Anxiety that is mm-hmm. really, really good as well. I mean, all of it's great, but I'm just picking out a couple. Uh, a couple. And Deadbeat is another one that I noticed. Uh, uh, again, I don't know what levels these are, but I listened to them and I saw the title of them on, on YouTube, so that's why I'm picking these particular ones out. But again, the music as a whole was just fantastic. I guess the prayer, the opening, going into the first block of music is probably my favorite sort of gets you pumped up. No, I'll 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 back you up, everyone up here because that prelude song, I I always just let it I turn on the console and I always play these games on a CRT television. So my TV always takes, you know, maybe just a second or two to warm up before it turns <laughs> on. So you hear the music going but it, as it fades into my TV turning on. And so I always just like hearing that, you know, the the beats start right off and just goes right into it and just let it play. And it goes right into the, the um, I guess, the story of the game of what's going on too. But I always just let that play for a little bit before, you know, entering in my password. You know, another track that really did stick out for me, and maybe it's because I played three hours plus <laughs> of the level, is level block nine.
I think Chris knows because I think I was humming it a lot while he was playing it in, in uh, the hotel from a PRGE. But yeah, because that, that song got stuck in my head because you just hear it so many times. It's it's catchy. If I was to say one thing positive about Level 9, it's, it's the music. So. <laughs> one thing that's neat about this game is kind of like the influences it's had over the, the uh, most recent years, too. I mean, has everyone here watched the Castlevania series on Netflix? Yep. What do you guys think of it? Uh, I thought it was great. It's pretty, uh, it's very adult. So um, not for the little ones, but uh, it's, uh, yeah, I thought it was really good. It follows the story pretty well with the uh, um, exception of uh, the warning. One glaring omission uh, with uh, Grant not being in the in the show. But uh, yeah, I thought it was really good. What did you think, Duke? Yeah, same thing. Um, I was a little turned off by the gratuitous nature of it. I thought it was over the top and not necessary. But other than that, it was definitely a fun watch. Yeah, I think that's kind of a little bit of uh, Warren Ellis, uh, the guy who wrote that's kind of some of his MO, though. Gotcha. I thought I thought that a lot of people just complained that there's a lot of unnecessary cursing and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah if anything, was the time period. I don't think they even said those words back then. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a good that, that's a good point. Yeah. You know, I I will say that the only thing I was really was hoping for was that Grant would be in that show, and granted, there's supposed to be another third. Uh, granted uh another uh, one more season for the show but it's interesting without spoiling it it's kind of interesting where it leads off where you know is our is the game over or you know or like you have the story over because but yeah. there's supposed to be one more show and one more season at least um we're i kind of hope that grant gets kind of added to the show has anyone also played that um bloodstained curse of the moon which is the 8-bit version of the bloodstained game which also kind of like takes heavy influence from Castlevania 3 with the multiple characters and the abilities of the characters seem awfully familiar with uh, the characters in this game. Yeah, I played it. Yep. What did you guys think of that compared to this? Because it's, I believe, RF Gen's Game of the Month. I thought it was was much easier than Castlevania 3, but uh, there's... It gets harder. That one has um, another... It's another game with a lot of replay value on there's different ways to go through that game. You can even go through that game with just the main character and kill all of the other um, playable characters and kind of absorb their power or take a different power from them. So there's, that game has uh, multiple endings, and um, the uh, the difficulty ramps up with each playthrough, so that gives it a little bit more replay value too. But that's yeah, I would highly recommend that one too. Duke, you said you played it or no? Yeah, I played it on the 3DS um, when, when it first came out. I really enjoyed it. It wasn't as good as Castlevania 3, in my opinion, but um, it was definitely fun. It was a great throwback, and uh, it, yeah, it was. Uh, I rec- I'd recommend it for anybody who wants to play a more modernized uh, version of a Castlevania game. Well, there's you even know, like an easy mode to it too, or like where uh, it's real short could, too. Yeah, it is short, but I think that leads to some more of the replay value mm-hmm. too so you, you don't have to slog through a, a super long game but yeah it's definitely they have some um user-friendly options on people that maybe didn't grow up with the original games to make it a little yeah. more playable you know i i thought i saw too on one of those games on quick that if you beat the game there's like another mode where it kind of turns it into like a ninja Gaiden game but I don't know. I haven't played. I just watched the guy speed run, and it looked very much like very much a Ninja Gaiden style game. 
playing it. It, it looked interesting. So I, that, I could see the replay being very yeah. high for that game too. It it has some other branching paths that open up after you, but when you play through it on the second playthrough, you start with the the three playable characters and the your main character is you're basically going on another quest to save him and you can t- kind of take some different branching paths similar to the uh, uh pc engine the rondo of blood uh, to where there's um kind of some hidden paths that you can take cool yeah it's fun all right guys final thoughts on castlevania 3 how about how about we start off with you duke again what's final thoughts on the game Anything we missed? Anything you want to cover before we say goodbye? Um, no. I guess I'll just recap what I already said. That I, I think it's a for the NES. I'd, I'd say it's a masterpiece and near perfection. Um, it encompasses everything that I love in retro gaming. Um, it's challenging. It's fun to overcome the challenge. It's got fantastic graphics, music, tight gameplay. I love the genre and the theme. I really can't say anything bad about it. So I'm a huge fan of it. And I highly recommend anybody play it that that likes Castlevania or likes any kind of uh, platforming, 8-bit platforming game. Chris, how about yourself? Final thoughts? Anything we miss? I thought it was a great... I th- always think the Castlevania games are a great ode to sort of classic horror. You had Frankenstein. You had, and that, of course, Dracula and, and some and all those sort of ghouls, and, like the zombies and things. And, in those games, I think it's great. Um, it's great. Has a, I think it's one of the best looking games on, uh, like, on the NES. And I think, I really liked how they had kept all the same sub weapons and even added a couple of new ones in, um, for all the, the spirits that you pick up, like all like Alucard spirit and, uh, uh, Grant and and Sypha. So, I thought there's a lot of variety, and I think it'd be. I think to probably, I'd probably say it's a must-play for anybody who's collecting for the NES. Matt, how about yourself? Yeah, same. Um, I love the game. Uh, yeah, just I recommend everybody play it, and uh, don't let the difficulty uh, turn you off. Uh, the more you play it, the better you'll get. And uh, yeah, it's such a rewarding feeling when you finish a, a tough game like this. So yeah, just play the game. As for myself, I will say, I'll, I'll back you up, Chris, that I think the sprite work is fantastic in this game. I love it, the sprite work. I, I wouldn't mind actually having some, like, 8-bit artwork from this game because I love the sprite work from this game and, and the first game, too. Like I said, uh, I I like this game despite the difficulty, but, man, like, I don't know if I really want to replay this version. I, I think the Japanese version might be more much more appealing with the forgiveness and the more checkpoints for me. Where I wouldn't say I, I can honestly can maybe I, I guess I can recommend this game if you're a fan of the Castlevania series, but I guess I would say I give caution that it is difficult. So if you like difficult games, this is probably in your wheelhouse here. Uh, but I would probably recommend the people who maybe don't want to play such a brutal, difficult version of Castlevania game and you like Castlevania games, maybe play the Japanese version. I know it's pretty pricey now, but uh, if you have a means like an EverDrive probably play it that way play it that way i i know we have some community comments here uh jeffrey hillard at self-destructo posted on on twitter because he beat the game and he wrote he kind of you know i guess echoes my settlements on the game he said that was brutal so frustrating i'll never play this game again so <laughs> but uh but thanks a lot for playing along i but he did do the grant run if you look at his photos and i know 
Matt, did you say you felt was the Alucard run was the hardest, or was it Duke? Yeah, Alucard. I mean, that's the hardest because it, yeah. it's so much longer, and it's just a yeah. There's way more boss fights, and uh, yeah, it's it's it, that's the toughest route. I, sure. I I only say that because I I always thought I heard Grant was the most difficult. So uh, like I said, of of that was why you know he, congratulations on your first try, you beat the most difficult run, Jeffrey. So uh, but thanks a lot for playing along here. But with that being said, that's the show, everybody. Just uh, remind everyone, for November, we will be playing Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater, which is on PlayStation 2. I think it's on Xbox. It's on, you can play it uh, with backwards compatibility on, on Xbox One, and it's on PS3. We'll be playing that in November. So if you want to join in or want to just talk about it, we have you know the comments, or if you're playing along, make sure you use the hashtag PlayAlongWithPrime. For those of you who want to get a head start in December's game of the month, we'll be playing Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic for the OG Xbox. So if you're interested in being a guest on any of these shows, please reach out to us. Uh, we always look forward to having new community members on the show to talk about the games that they love. Well, if you're also in the portable, next month they will be playing, on um, CC Portable will be playing Alien Infestation on the Nintendo DS. And also, another uh, sister station for the Cartridge Club, we have the Quick Save Club. And they'll be playing Ages of Empires. And I heard that is on Game Pass for PCs. For those of you who are interested in supporting the club beyond a review of the podcast app of your choice, we'd like to mention that there's also the club is funded by its community. We are very grateful for our supporters. And if you're interested in becoming one of them, please look into it, how you can do it at patreon.com forward slash cartridge club. But before we say goodbye, I want to thank our guests for being on this month. Duke, you're the veteran here. Why don't you start us off? Why don't you tell everyone where we can find you online? You can find me on Twitter uh, at Duke0619 and on YouTube at Retro Nonsense. Not at Retro Nonsense, just Retro Nonsense. (laughs) Thank you very much for being here. My pleasure. It was a good time. Thanks for inviting me on. Chris, where can we find you online? So I'm on Twitter at... Uh, base guy six five four, um, and then I'm on Twitch. I do speed runs on on Twitch for uh, four or five days a week, uh, four four or five nights a week, I guess. And my Twitch handles uh, base guy four. Thank you very much for being here, Chris. Thanks for having me. And Matt, where can we find you online? I don't have much of an online presence, but if you do want to find me. Uh, I'm occasionally on Twitter um, at xmattbandyx. So, yeah. Thanks very much for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me, Ryan. Appreciate it. No problem. We always like having new first-time guests on the show here. Yeah, I've, you know, I've, this is my first time on the CC Prime, and I've been around for a while. So it's, Yeah, you've uh, been here for a while, buddy, so I knew I had to get you on the show. So. Yeah, it's good. I appreciate that, especially being one of my favorite games. So, yeah, thank you. As for myself, you can find me on Twitter at it's Rocket Sauce. Um, I'm also on the Discord, the CC Discord. Sometimes you'll see me there. But uh, yeah, just look me for there. Look for me there. I also have an Instagram at the same handle, it's Rocket Sauce. So if you want to, you know, say hello, that's where you can find me. Uh, but that, with that being said, I just want to thank everyone for for tuning in. We look forward to hearing from you next month. CC Unite.